What's up, Win Daily Sports family? We made it. Week 18. End of a long season, but end of a very good season for a lot of us here at Win Daily and in the family. And we're happy to close it out with one more draft cast on one of those who knows what's going to happen this weekend, but we're going to give it a shot. Joining me today, Dave, is Jason and Joel. What's up, Jay? Not much, man. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to Joel. Congrats on your win daily. You come into the league the first year. You take down number one. You knock out Isaiah in the finals. It was no, there was nothing to really worry about in this last game, you know, that Buffalo Cincinnati game. So no drama. You took it down, man. Congrats on that. And uh, Joel, man, happy new year to you as well, man. You guys looked pretty marvelous on your PGA draft cast. We have uh, big shoes to fill over here in the NFL. We're trying to follow you guys in the PGA, man. You guys crushed it last night. So good job on that show. How's everything going you, Joel? I'm doing well. I can't complain. I am loving that Win Daily hat you have. I haven't seen the nice blue. I got to know, how many times do I have to outdraft you to get one of those blue hats? <laughs> the blue hats were limited edition. I made like a 100 of the black hats. I, I might have a blue hat. Uh, I might have to get you one. Congrats on your Giants, man. It's, it's been a long time. I seen The best picture I've seen so far is like a picture of Daniel Jones with the picture of the boat, like when they all went on the boat that time, and he was, like, burning that picture. Um, somebody somebody mocked that up. I thought it was kind of creative, too. So, man, uh, Giants in the playoffs, Cowboys in the playoffs, Thieves, Eagles in the playoffs, everybody but the Commanders in, in the playoffs in the NFC East. So, man, good luck to both your teams out there, and uh, let's get this thing going, man. But before we do this draft cast, um, let's go through this two and pass real quick. Um, to try to figure out, and this is the goal for this week, is to figure out who's actually going to play their players, who's got reason to play them, who's just maybe toying with us, saying that they're going to play like a 40-year-old Brady when it means nothing. I don't know why they would ever roll him out there. I know they looked like shit the entire year, and they looked kind of good last week against the Panthers, but like I don't buy some of these teams saying they're going to play everybody. So let's get through this, these games. Um, Patriots, Bills. Joe, what do you feel about this game? The Patriots obviously have to win this game, you know, to my knowledge. But Bills, where they stand, what do you think about this game overall? Right now, I think, honestly, it's hard to predict what you're going to get out of the Bills, right? I mean, they're they had they probably hitting a, on an emotional shock. I don't even know if they can play a game this week. So, um, I, from a fantasy sports perspective and picking players – I think, you know, they might be inspired and want to go out and win one, you know, and, and you know, push. But I'd probably stay away. It just seems a lot of uncertainty. And I don't know, you know, where their heads are at, to be honest. What about the Patriots side, man? They they got to win this game. It's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Um, any interest in Stevenson or Jacoby Myers? They had a pretty nice game, you know, last week. No. Uh, the Bills, you know, if we're, if we're going to base it off of who they're playing, right, like, Assuming that they are going to be playing for real, the Bills have a good run D, and the only offensive weapons in the Patriots I want to play are backs, and this is not a team to target running backs again, so I wouldn't look to, to play anyone in this game. Yeah, Dave, this next game doesn't look too interesting as well. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. It looks like Skylar Thompson is probably going to be going for the Dolphins here. Jets out of the playoffs here. They can play spoiler to the Dolphins. That are, you know, they might have a shot to get in here. Um, thoughts, Jets, Dolphins, is, is this a scenario that you want to play any of these guys? 
not gladly. One I will look at is Tyree Kill, just because I think the last time that Thompson did play, he got 11 catches um, in that Vikings game. So, And that was one of those where um, I'm pretty sure Bridgewater just started, but Thompson was in there pretty fast. So I could see, you know, when you bring in these quarterbacks, you saw it last week with Stidham and Devontae Adams. You know, they kind of are going to just target on their number one and just hope they bail them out. So I could see maybe a little sneaky – you know, under-owned action was Tyreek, especially after last week, him letting everyone down up in New England. So I'll play Tyreek. I'll lean off anything on the Jets. I, you know, I think Mike White could be okay. Um, and Garrett Wilson might is going for the rookie of the year, but it's just after seeing what they did against Seattle, I've lost a little bit of faith in the Jets offense. Yeah, you know, as far as these AFC scenarios go, you got the Chiefs who are trying to clinch, if they win, they got the number one scene by home field advantage. Um, if the Bills lose, they're in. Um, the Bills have a scenario where they need to win, you know, two games and they need the Chiefs to lose to get, you know, some of the home field advantage in the AFC. You know, the AFC title game for the South is whoever wins, Jaguars, Titans, pretty much they get in. The other team doesn't get in. That's going to be a meaningful game, but that's going to be on Saturday. Um, the AFC North, the Bengals win and they get that title. Or if the Ravens, I believe, lose, they're going in. The Patriots need a win. They need the Dolphins to lose. They need the Jets and Steelers to lose. So there's a lot of things that the Patriots need, but they're going to actually try to play this game the same thing with the Dolphins. They need, you know, a couple things to happen their way. They need the Patriots to lose for them to get in. So scenario there. And then the Steelers, they're planning a meaningful game. They need the Dolphins to lose, the Jets, the Patriots to lose as well for them to get in. So there's a lot of different scenarios. You know, do your homework. Check it out. Um, next game on the slate, Vikings, Bears, Joel, anything here that seems interesting to you? We're going to be doing our draft cast in a minute, but trying to get through some of these games to see which of these teams actually need something right now. And the Vikings, what do they need, Joel? Is there anything that, you know, you like in this game for them? So the Vikings, and I apologize if I'm not fully up to date, the Vikings are still playing for first place, aren't they? I'm um, looking at it right now. No, no, no um, because they lost last week. They're, two, they're game behind the Eagles, and they lost to them in – So they can't. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how they can. So what the Vikings might be one of those teams. They might be one of those teams that are really have nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, yeah. they're they're locked in for second or third between yeah between the Niners and them. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, you know I, I would pump the brakes a little, knowing that maybe. But would second? Let's let's start. Would second get them a buy though? If they're playing for second no. in the NFC. No. No, it's only first now. Now you here's the advantage, right? You get the seventh seed which looks like it's going to limp in is Green Bay, Seattle, or Detroit, or then you end up with a tough team in six, like the Giants. So I don't know what they want to play. It's too many scenarios. I think these coaches might just say, F it, let's just play our players and, and get a win and let things figure that's out on I their think. own. Yeah, so that's I why agree. a lot of these coaches are a little bit confused. You know, Vegas still has the Vikings as seven-and-a-half-point favorites here, uh, projected to score 25 against – it looks like there's going to be no Justin Fields on the backside of it, so it's going to be Nathan Peterman. So it should be an easy win. Maybe look at Dalvin Cook here. We'll talk about that. Um, Ravens, Bengals, both these well, teams should. Let's just – one thing, though. 
Justin Jefferson can break the all-time receiving record this weekend. I think it's like it's a lot. It's like 190 something in there, 180. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't put it past you know Minnesota to really air it out to him to to set an all-time record. So just something to keep an eye on. There's a lot of things this weekend you want to keep an eye on. Those like bonuses. Remember when Gronk was going for his like seven catches in that one game the other year? There's a lot, bunch of those out there. Jefferson's one. Pat Mahomes got to go for 420 to set the all-time passing record too. Yeah. Um, with the Vikings, looking at Vegas, you know, they still got the Vikings scoring 25 and a half points here. Um, Bears, not too good, only 18. So I'm going to lean at least early in the week. It's Wednesday. Obviously, we'll have more shows. We'll have our serious show on Saturday. We'll have more clarity. Uh, but go to Vegas. You know, Vegas usually projects. They don't want to be on the wrong side of millions of dollars of bets, um, getting these over-unders wrong. So that's my guidance right now. Minnesota's favored by seven and a half. Projected to score 25, so seems like the starter's going to be playing there. As far as Baltimore and Cincinnati, I think they're running all their starters. Both sides of this is, you know, a game that means something. Bengals still have a game to potentially make up for, so they're playing for something here. Ravens need to get their seating in, so I think they're playing everybody. Probably no Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming they're saving him for the playoffs at this point. Um, so this is a game that, since he's favored by seven, projected to score 24, Ravens sitting around 17. Ravens offense has been, you know, sputtering with, with Huntley behind him. So not so much on that side. I like the Bengals are going to be interesting here. Um, and then we got the Bucks and Falcons, Joe. I heard earlier today that they're going to ride out Brady, which makes absolutely no sense. They're going to play starters here. You know, me and Dave were talking earlier. Dave was saying they look like trash anyway, so they need practice time. But – I don't know. You think Brady rolls a whole four quarters? I can talk myself into it, right? I think they started to show improvement last week. They looked pretty good on offense. Maybe they want to carry some momentum into this week and then ride that into the playoffs. Uh, and if that is what their plan is and they really want to maybe show that they can run up the score and, and have a big day, this is the matchup to do it, right? This is one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So maybe this is a spot where they want to get right. They want to show out and kind of build some confidence going into the playoffs. I think it is a good spot, but maybe you can target some of these uh, Buccaneers on the offense. Yeah, the next game, we can pretty much skip over most of this, but maybe the Saints uh, become somewhat interesting, Dave. Panthers are done. They lost to Brady last week, so they're done. The Saints, they're at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites with Andy Dalton and, and Kamar and Olavi and Shahid. Um, Saints, you know, what's your thoughts here? Is there anything that they're playing for at this point in the season? Yes. Yeah. So the Eagles have their first round draft pick. So big win last week. And then if they can keep winning, um, obviously that's their kind of motivation to to make that pick in the teens instead of in the you know single digits. So I think the Saints are playing for something. I like Olave a lot this week. He was a big target last week. Johnson, you know, Jay, we talked about on the pre-lock show. I don't know how, I don't know why, but Dalton just loves him some Johnson. And I, I could see him being a viable target this on this uh, slate as well. And then it's, if you look at Carolina, um, they're a running machine. Um, you, we can't really figure out which one it is. But um, I wouldn't be mad if you got in some Hubbard action this week. I think they do want to see what they have with Hubbard more than any of them because Hubbard was that lead guy at OK State. So I, I like Hubbard a little bit as well this week. Joel, next game on the slate, Brown Steelers. Browns are the – you know, they're done. They're playing spoiler here. In the vision game, Steelers supposed to score 21 as per Vegas. The Browns at 19, over under set at 40. Steelers only favored by two and a half at home. 
any love for, for Najee in this passing game, maybe a Deontay or a Frymuth, or is this a complete fade um, AFC North battle? You know, I just there's not I don't have a lot of confidence in the Steelers offense. Uh, they typically have them the highest scoring. If any, I, I would look at Najee just because um, the Browns have been pretty weak against the running backs, and you know he is their guy. So if there's a spot for one guy to to have one, it's him. But Najee's been pretty bad this year, so he's not someone I'm going to be overexposed to. Dave, but next he looked game. great last week. He did. He like, I, I like your point. He yeah. actually looked running hard. One of his best games ever, I thought. I agree. He did show improvement. My theory, and you know, what do I know, right? But my theory is that I don't necessarily – I didn't think that Najee was broken. I just thought the offense was, and he wasn't getting holes. And, I, yep. you know, I thought they had a good week last week. I'm not sure that's something they can do consistently. But you're right. This is the team that they should be able to find some success on the ground, if any. Yeah, so next game on the slate, I think we can pencil as, you know, this is completely lost game. Colts, Texans, nobody's playing for anything, you know – Low scoring game, total 38 and a half. Both quarterbacks are out for me. The passing game, they haven't been doing anything all year. So pretty much it's a, a fade spot. Um, Dallas, Washington, the Cowboys playing for some things, trying to move up in seeding here. They're projected to score 24. Um, Sam Howell is quarterback for the commanders. So maybe some Dallas D, maybe some Dallas offense. I think Dallas is a team that we know what we're going to get from them. We know what we want. I'm going to see what's going on with Pollard if he's out again, which I don't think he would be. But if he's out again, Zeke becomes interesting. This passing game has been pretty consistent to CD, Dalton Schultz. Um, Joel, you talk about the next game, though. Dabble comes out and says the Giants are going to play everybody, which makes no sense. The Eagles got something to play for here. Do you want any – do you want your Giants to play? Does it make any sense to you for them to play a tough game when the Eagles are actually fighting for a spot? Listen, I mean, the I think what we were, we talked about pre-show, right? The year they won the Super Bowl, they had something to play for that game, and they they went out and gave a great effort against the Patriots, uh, and they lost. They came out short, but it gave them a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. And maybe they're trying to find something like that where they have a good game against one of the better teams and bring some momentum. But there's definitely risk that you know this game doesn't mean anything, and and you know if it's not a really close game in the second half that they just sit Saquon or, or, or Danny Dime. So even though I do think the Giants are playing good football and they're a good football team, they're also not the best fantasy team, right? This is not a team that's going to score in bunches typically. So from a scoring and fantasy perspective, I don't think you need to target too many Giants. Um, I'd probably look elsewhere. Yeah, the Eagles playing for the number one seed. They're going to be playing to win. Um, what's the talk with Jalen Hurts, Dave? Is Hurts – a full go? Is he, is he a guy that you can be drafting first in this draft cast in about two minutes? <laughs> he could be. I think he's a full go. Practice today. Um, I think we've seen the end of the mania. So, I, you know, <laughs> people are thirsting for some more hurts. So, I, I think they're going to find a way to get him in there. Listen, you get another week off next week. If you can get through this game with a win, um, it's it's – it's very important to the Eagles. I think you'll see Hurts out there, and I, I think you'll play well too. Joel, let me just ask you one question. If you're, let's rewind two years ago. The Eagles had nothing to play for. We're playing the Washington Commanders, and they kind of tanked it in the fourth quarter to knock the Giants out of the playoffs. You kind of remember that? Um, Hertz was the starter, and they actually brought in some – I'm going to remember the name in a minute here – while we were winning, and we ended up losing in the fourth. 
I think the Giants slightly remember that, and that's why I'm wondering if that's their motivation this week. It's an interesting take. It's a good point. Um, my only counter to that would be different. Coaches. How many guys are on the it's team? It's a new coach, yeah. but it's the same owner. That's why I, I, I don't owner. know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's an idea. It could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, regardless of that, that's a good point too. But like, the Giants want to beat the Eagles if they can affect the Eagles' season. That's a, like the Giants and Eagles are rivals, yes. right? If the Giants going to negatively yep. affect the Eagles' season in any way, they're going to want to do this. So, like, I do think if this game is close in the second half, the Giants are going to keep their guys in and try and win the game. That's what I. But think. if they're not even like you know, if it's you know twenty four seven, there there's no need to keep the guys in. They're fine. We'll get them out and let's go to the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, next game. Next game on the slate. Um, San Fran going to steamroll the Cardinals. I don't know what the hell happened last week. You know, the fact that the Raiders without Derek Carr goes out there and almost beat the Niners, shocking. But that's been the NFL season the entire year. It's like when you don't think things will happen, things happen. Um, the Cardinals are not going to beat the Niners. You know, there's no Hopkins. There's, you know, there's no Kyler Murray. They got nothing to play for. Vegas got to project it to score 13. McCaffrey's look good, great the last couple of weeks when there's been no Debo Samuel. Debo might be back. They're playing for their bye as well. Um, so McCaffrey definitely in play outside of McCaffrey. Not too many people are going to be targeting in the San Fran game. Chargers, Broncos, this is kind of weird to me. Um, have you heard anything? Because I'm looking at the Vegas line right now. Chargers projected to score 18 against the Broncos. I know the Broncos defense is okay. But 18 points, that seems like Vegas thinks that the Chargers might not, you know, play all their players if they play any of their players. I think there's some seeding with potentially avoiding certain teams where if they win, they can potentially maneuver a little bit. But Vegas doesn't look like the Chargers aren't favored. The Chargers are only projected to score under 20. Makes me think that Vegas knows something about the Chargers and they're not going to play uh, their starters or the entire game. Joe, any thoughts here on this line? Kind of fishing to me, kind of tipping their hand to, to my to my point. That's what I'm looking at right now. I agree with you. It's fishy enough to scare me off. Um, so, I mean, in, in, unless it changes or if I read something that, that confirms that these guys will play, um, I don't think I'd want to go there because that doesn't smell right. And uh, and the worst thing you can do is, is lose because you have a guy in your life that just didn't play. Yeah. Next game, Joel, just break down the Rams Seahawks before we get into this draft cast. Obviously, a lot more to talk to, talk about. Hop over to windailysports.com, hop in our expert chat, check out our serious show Saturday night, five to eight. C and I will be breaking down the entire slate and more news will come out. And we'll get some coach talk from Wednesday until Saturday afternoon sometime. So you'll definitely want to see that show if you have serious radio. If not, hop in our expert chat and then our guys Nick. And Nick will be on Sunday at 11 a.m. on this YouTube channel with all the information right before lock and, and really dissecting who to play, who not to play. But, Joel, real, real quick, break down this Rams-Seahawks game because the Seahawks obviously need to win to get in here. So this could be a team that we could target. So I actually think this is a really interesting spot for fantasy for both ends, right? Because the Rams side, they all have something to prove. They had a horrible year. Um, it's the last week. Some of these guys are fighting for jobs, for contracts. They're going to come out and give everything they have to put something positive on tape. And the Seahawks need a win. Right? This team, this definitely going to the playoffs. 
They've been playing pretty well. And this Rams defense just hasn't been the Rams defense we thought they'd be. They're beatable. Teams have gotten to them. Um, so I actually think there could be some scoring here. I think some guys can make some plays. Um, I'll be interested in everyone from, you know, on the Rams side, Cam Akers, uh, especially my favorite play. And then on the Seahawks side, I think you can go from the passing attack from Geno to uh, Metcalf and, and so on. There you go, man. So let's get into this stream real quick and do the draft cast. Um, it's all set up. We're ready to rock. Dave, I think you win pretty much every week, so you can decide on the order here and figure who's going first in this draft cast real quick. Dave, you with us or are you frozen? He kind of looks frozen, Joe. I don't know if he's I'll, with us. No, now you he's know back. What? I'll there give it go. to um, you, Jay. All right. You let me go I, first. Did I freeze? Sorry. Uh, I was moving stuff around here. No, yep. you're all good now. Uh, first pick. I don't want Jalen. I'll let you have Jalen. Um, he looks like, you know, a strong play, of course. I want somebody early. I want to get my quarterback out of the way just in case one of you guys go out there and steal him. So let me think here. Wasn't prepared for the first pick. I thought you are going to take it for yourself here. Let me go. Ugh. Don't like this guy either, though. Yeah, you know what? Let me go safe. There's not too many safe guys. Let me go and get a discounted uh, Dak Prescott. Hope he plays. All right. I'll let you go. Say that go after every pick. Wow, me. Okay. Um, hmm, tough call here. But I'm going to go ahead and take. I guess I'll go with the guy who I just mentioned. I like the what I've seen from over the last couple of weeks. I really like what I've seen from Cam Akers. Again, it's another really good matchup for him in, in the Seattle defense, who's bottom three against the run. Um, he'll get plenty of opportunities, so I, I'm going to pick him to finish the year strong. Okay. All right, I like it. I'm going to jump to the Cincy combo. I, I remember a game a few years ago, actually much. When Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase put up like 70 against Baltimore. They got to win this game to win the division. I'm going to take the, the Cincinnati pass game here and see if they can light it up on the board. Okay. You get another pick. That's funny. I was going to take Joe Burrow, and I really didn't think you were going. to like, I'll wait. I can get him later. I'm really surprised. So, okay. <laughs> All right. This is how the draft cast goes. You got to, you got to adjust. Um, all right. Then I'm going to go ahead and take my value running back here. Um, one of my rules this season has been attack Houston on the ground. They're just been pretty bad on the ground all year. The run defense has been bad. Uh, the Colts want to run the ball. Uh, Zach Moss has taken over as the primary back. He hasn't had any great games, but he's been pretty solid. If he gets a 100-yard game and a score, um, he will blow out a $5,200 price tag. So um, I just like the price tag. This is more of a GPP play because if he can't find the end zone at this price, um, I think that will really help you get creative with the rest of your lineup. There you go. Um, I love it. You picked, two, you picked two guys from my um, fantasy team on Wendaley. Akers <laughs> <laughs> and Moss That's got me team. <laughs> Let me yeah. go. Let me go. I get two picks here, right? Yes. Right. Two picks. 
Nope. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with CeeDee Lamb. I'll, I'll complete my stack here with Dak. And then the young kids look pretty damn good. I think, you know, if you're looking to, you know, go in a in a game that's not meaningful, um, go with some rookies. Go with guys who are fighting for a contract. Um, this guy's price has been, you know, 4K, 5K for the last three or four games, pretty much the whole entire year. But he's assumed the lead back role for Atlanta. So I'll go Algier, 5,600. If I'm playing guys in unmeaningful games, give me rookies um, and give me somebody that's proven to, you know, basically take the entire backfield. I know Corderell snuck one in last week, but Algier still had a pretty good game. And prior to that, he's had some monster games. So Tampa doesn't scare me. They might be resting some guys offensively, defensively, middle of the pack, rush defense. So give me Algier, 5,600. I like it. I do. Is that put me on the clock? Yes. Yep. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go with – so I'm, I guess I am a glutton for punishment. As you could probably tell if you've been following us, I probably draft this guy every other week. Um, he was pretty disappointing the last couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be a great bounce back. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's going to have a huge year next year. Seems like a really good matchup for Garrett Wilson. Um, he's going to get Mike White back under center. Who, he tends to be better. He wasn't good last week, but I think this is going to be a good get right spot in a, in a really plus matchup. Okay. Works for me. I like it. You stole Algier from me. Nice pick. Um, You're welcome. I was trying to decide where I was going to go there, but I'm going to go with another cheap running back and go Latavier versus that. Terrible Chargers run defense. Getting in the 5K range, Jay. Like you said, I think there's value this week there. Okay. What is next? And wait, I got one more. I got one more. Um, I'm going to take a swing on Khalil Herbert as well. Okay, Joe. It's on you now, buddy. Well, I meant what I said before. I did. I really do like this Bengals pass offense against the Ravens, another team that's a funnel defense where right? they're really good against a run, and they're pretty bad against the pass. So seeing as Chase is already off the board, go ahead and give me Higgins. I, I got two picks. I feel like everybody hopefully will finally be off this guy since everybody got burned by him the last couple of weeks. Um, plain spoiler. Like you guys said, um, give me Tutu Atwell. He's still getting some targets, not doing much with the targets. Everybody thought he's going to have a great game. He hasn't had that great game as of yet. Hasn't really got that rapport going with Baker here. But um, trying to target this game, late game. Don't have to worry uh, too much about this guy not playing. Now I'll go Kenneth Walker. Um, Seattle's got to win. He's 6,400. 100-yard games in the past two games, 100 yards versus a tough Jets defense last week. He should be able to roll against these Rams. Um, nice price tag, 6,400. Stay in that mid-range. And I'm pretty much throwing a little game stack here with the Rams in Seattle where I think both these teams are going to be playing hard. All right. Puts me back on the clock here. For when I target uh, the tight end position, I like to target matchups. Right, there's t there's certain matchups that guys, uh, you know, the tight teams are just really poor against the tight end. There's two guys right now that are the obvious plays. I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, 
Conklin, Tyler Conklin and the Jets. Um, I mean, you have both have quarterbacks. It's pretty obvious where I'm going for the quarterback position. I'm a glutton for punishment. He's punished me multiple times, but I'm going to go back. Um, obviously, I'll, you'll wait and see until I get the pick later on. <laughs> All right, Dave, it's on you, bud. <laughs> All right, I am going to go with um, – who did I have there? I'm sorry, I had him lined up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. We talked about it before. Put him in the flex versus a bad Cleveland defense in a game that means something to Pittsburgh. Um, so I like him there. And then I'm going to go with my defense just because it's one of those weeks where I think we can uh, attack some cheap defenses here. And I am going to take – yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Falcons and hope Brady doesn't play. <laughs> that works. Joel, you're up, right? All right, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, DK Metcalf. Um, you know, he, they played the Rams just three or four weeks ago. He had 130 yards and a touchdown and torched them. This game means everything for them. Uh, they need to win. It's a big game. You know, it's another, I think, good spot for him to have a big day. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets defense going against Skylar Thompson. Um, Jets are playing spoiler here in division. Going to go there. 2,600. Got a cheap D that's been pretty solid the entire year. And then I'm going to go with a double stack here. I already got Dak and CD. Um, if it's not CD catching passes, it's probably Dalton Schultz. Nice value, 4500 It's been pretty consistent all year long. So let me get a nice outing for from Dak here in a game that they want to win here for seeding um, and complete that stack. All right, back to me. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, – I'm going to take the cheapest defense that there is in the Cardinals defense. Listen, Brock Purdy has played well, but he's the Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick. He's a rookie. I'm looking to get a cheap defense that has a chance of getting some turnovers, and I think there's certainly an opportunity there for the cheapest defense on the board. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, well, you guys took tight ends, and I, I like – did I get it? You're good. Uh, I'm going to go Higby. Okay, cool. I will go Higby. Solid play for sure. Got I was looking targets. at earlier. Um, and then I'll, I got two wide receivers left. And I'm going to take one in the Eagles game. And I'm going to go Devontae Smith. Well, that helps me because I was deciding between Devontae Smith and uh, one other player. And since you just took him, I guess I'm going with the other player. So I hate uh, you both, bro. Because those are the two guys I was effing looking at right now. Oh, man. That screws up everything. <laughs> I will, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Um, okay. He said that, they, that it's a big rivalry game. They want to ruin it for the for the uh, Steelers. So um, I think he's definitely has a chance to make a few plays here. Okay. I'm going to go with – I thought you were going with A.J. Brown here, but uh, I'll take A.J. Brown first. And then I'm left with 4,700 here. Hmm, good question here. Uh Couple plays. Look, this this last flex spot, McCaffrey. Um, if there's any way he's out, I think Davis Price, you know, might get in there. 
Peoples Jones in the same price tag at 4,700. Kind of looks interesting here. Um, looking at the boards, give me another second. I can't think of anything. I'll take a shot on Peoples Jones for GPPs, but kind of ugly. It's been kind of weak. Can go Curtis Samuel, Slayton. You know what? Actually, no. Uh, give me Peoples Jones, whatever. Maybe breaks a long one here. Don't like that spot. There's going to be a better spot at 4,700 once we get to lock on Sunday. But as of right now, I'm not seeing much else in that zone. I don't want to hold up, you guys. I like it. The only other one I would look at a Giants receiver, but you can't trust them. I yeah, like I was it. looking at I was looking at Slate in there. I was looking at Tyler Boyd there. Um, Kareem Hunt, you need to know some information about Chubb not playing. Um, Curtis Samuel, potentially. Dotson's in that area, too. Um, you know, Dotson probably a stronger player. I probably should have went Dotson with this Dallas stack, but picks already made. All right. I'm going to – obviously, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike White. Um, I actually like Mike White. I think he's a good player. He's had a few big days. He hasn't found the end zone at all after the first week, but I think there's some positive touchdown regression coming. This is a very positive matchup, and one of those defenses that's good against the run, not great against the pass. So uh, I'm hoping – you know, and he has some incentive. Right? This is a guy fighting for a starting job. That's not promised to him, so he doesn't end up to go out and have a big week. I like that call. Dude, I like it. He, he let some people down last week, but I think he's going to come back and play well against that bad D this week. And I'm going to go with another guy that let people down a little bit last week. Greg Dortch, he did get four receptions, but only 10 yards. Um, he's, he's been getting a lot of the targets. He had 11 targets again. So I think um, I'll take him as an under 4,000 receiver to put over a lineup that I think is balancing and has people that will play. I think we're pretty much done there. I really want to change my pick to Dotson, but uh, it's up to you guys. Go yeah, ahead. change it to Dotson. I got a, I got a Dallas stack here. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, I know Sam Howell's quarterbacking, but they're going to be playing from behind. Dotson, big play material. So give me Dotson over Donovan Peoples-Jones, which means Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to kick return for a <laughs> touchdown. He's going to catch two, two bombs. He's probably going to score three touchdowns on Sundays. So everybody else, you guys should definitely be playing uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but trying to do a little game stack here with Dallas Stack. So, look, there's so much more information that's got to populate between now and Sunday. Super tough to make a lineup in week 18 uh, without all the information. So my biggest suggestion, I'll ask you guys, but, again, really lock in. You got to, you know, follow this coach talk. It's too early on Wednesday. There's going to be coaches that are going to be straight up liars. There's going to be coaches mm-hmm. that are actually telling the truth. They're going to be players that will get information on Friday or Saturday that just doesn't make sense to play. Like, I don't know, as much as the Giants want to beat the Eagles, it makes no sense to play Saquon Barkley. You know, Brady should not be playing in a meaningless meaningless game week 18 at his age. And same thing with Godwin and, you know, these guys who had injuries in in recent past that we got to lock in with that. And, you know, look at these game stacks. I I think a safe way to go is overly stack, you know, these teams where – you know they're playing for a seed or to get in the playoffs. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that because that would be a shitty way to lose. You just, like Joel said or Dave said, one of you guys said, you don't want a zero in your lineup. Like, you really want to take a shot on somebody, take a shot. Let other people make that mistake and take those risks who don't do the research and, and find out 
too early to tell on Wednesday, but by Saturday night, Sunday morning, we'll be able to tell. And we have a good Saturday slate, too. The Saturday slate yep. looks to be, you know, you got that game, Tennessee and Jacksonville, everybody's going to be playing. I don't even know how the Raiders hung in that game, but they'll probably try to hang in this game, too, with Stidham and – you know, if, if Devontae and Jacobs and Waller are playing, maybe they somehow hang in this game against the Chiefs. You know, it's going to be a two-game slate or a showdown slate. So you got to get different. You have some fun with it. But those games should be good. Sunday, we need more information. Joe, any any words of wisdom before we get get off the show? Yeah, I think you, nail, you hit the nail on the head, right? This is a weird week. Don't play it like any other week. Get you If you're going to play this week, do you take the time to listen – especially Sunday morning on the news that comes out. Because by Sunday morning, coaches kind of tip their hat a little bit of guys will play some, guys will play the whole game. You need to know that. And if you don't know that, and if you're not going to spend the time to look, then don't waste your money playing because one mistake is going to cost you your week. So if you're on top of it, if you feel you have an edge because you know which guys are be getting time will be targeted, it could be a good way to make money too. But just make sure you're prepared. Yeah, I think there's a massive edge on weeks like this, because a lot of people, like even me and you, Joe, saying like, I don't even know if I really want to play this week because it's going to be annoying as hell to kind of de- decipher what's real, what's fake. But a lot of people won't. They'll just go in there, oh, let me go play this guy, let me play that guy. And they, they're going to get goose eggs, you know, come Sunday. So I think there'll be a big edge, but you're going to have to lock in on Saturday night, Sunday morning. In our expert chat by Sunday, you know, we have 11 o'clock a.m. show on the same YouTube channel. You lock in with us or on Twitter, ask questions, and we'll know the entire game plan by then. So there will be a massive edge for the people who play and people who lock their lineups on Wednesday and Thursday and don't come back and check them. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some overlay too. So look out for overlay. And then one other thing, you know, save your bankroll for the playoffs. The playoffs are really fun, especially the first two weeks where you really know who's playing um, and you can really fire away and build that bankroll through you know, the playoffs instead of risking it a little bit on the last week. Dave, any thoughts, anything in the betting markets that you like so far? Well, what I'll say is it, it, everything you guys said is right. And don't forget the incentives. Big week. I'm telling you, week 18, you want to watch guys out there. Zay Jones needs two catches. Um, there's a bunch of guys. Tyler Higby needs 13 yards. So not only, you know, from a DFS, but also betting perspective, look at these guys to try and put up some decent numbers. Teams don't mind paying out some of these bonuses to guys they really like. So I like Higby in the prop market, wherever you can get his yards and receptions. I'm really going to be looking at, um, he's playing for $500,000. Reminds me of the ground. He's going to get 13, bro. He's going to get 13 unless they bench his ass. Like 13 is easy, but yeah, I got hundred percent, um, you know, quarterbacks want to want to get their guys paid. Same thing yep. with running backs, everything else. So it makes a lot of sense. So look out for those narratives. Uh, we'll try to post notes in our expert chat at Wind Daily Sports as the week goes on. We see something that makes sense. Um, incentives mean a lot. Five hundred thousand dollars, man. If you give me, I could get thirteen yards for five hundred thousand dollars, man. Just give me a couple routes, man. I just gotta be safe. I don't want to go over the middle, but give me the ball on the outside somewhere. I think I can get thirteen yards right now. But uh, everybody have a happy. New Year, fresh New Year, build that bankroll. You know, if you haven't seen the PGA show, these guys were killing it last night. They got outright first-round leaders. Fun tournament. Uh, Joel, you guys sold me. The fact that there's no cut tomorrow uh, makes me feel like I'm going to be in it till Sunday, which sometimes I don't feel. So I might make a lineup or two tonight. I'm going to ask for some help in expert chat in a couple of minutes. But, you know, PJs, you guys are going to be killing it. Um, 
See, I think said bet your entire house, your entire bankroll on a couple of players. Who was it? Victor Hovland was the guy for first round leader, I think. And it seemed like Spencer was pretty confident on Cantley and Scotty Schaffler, whatever the hell the guy's name is, to uh, take okay. down the tournament. So, Joe, who do you, who's your favorite guy tomorrow? Let's get some yeah, crossover. It's, it's a unique tournament because it's a tournament of champions. You've got a lot of big names, but not so much of the. Uh, did you bet anything? Out. Did you bet anything like an easy bet that you think is good, or did you bet any outrights yourself? Uh, I have not yet. I play more fantasy than I do bet on outrights. I am going to put a few tickets in though before tomorrow. Um, my favorite play, I think, for the outright, if you want to play for value, is probably Will Zalatoris. I think people are overrating his injury from last year. It was months ago. He's 25 years old. I think he's healthy. And if he, if we knew for 100% he was fully healthy, his odds would be much smaller. So I think you can get him at like 25 to 1 right now, which is where I'll be looking. That's for first round or outright to win the whole tourney? Outright. Okay. Well, good luck to that. Good luck in your tournaments. If you play in these crazy parlays, man, don't like show me the – the $20,000 winner, like text me beforehand so I can get some action uh, tomorrow, man. But good luck in your games, Dave. Any last thoughts? No, but golf is a big spot for me. Joe, I like JT only because he plays well there. Not, you know, not a value play, but my value play is Tom Kim. Just love the guy. So, can't well, if you, yeah, check out if you Check out the show from last night. We we had a whole saber. We talked about there's a chance Tom Kim's the best player on tour, right? We've right, been exactly. I'm with you. I'm but playing now, him he's 21 years old. I mean, he's shown like he's one of the best. So how old is few, he? A few great results, and he's going to be 21. 10K range here on out. Yeah, he's 21. Yeah, he's that good, huh? He's got like almost as many wins as Tiger did at that age. It's like right there. Like it's crazy the way. He's I think going. people are pumping the brakes on him because he hasn't hit it very far off the tee, and so like, well, he can't hit it 350 yards, so he's not that That's good. Okay. But he's so good at everything else, and I don't think it really matters. Yeah, that course is is weird too. You got to hit it far because you get past some of the hills. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but he's he's one of the best iron players on tour, and he's good with the long irons. I think he can make up for it. All right, top man, 10. play that, Joe. All right, top ten, Tom Kim sounds right, Ben. All right, good luck, everybody. Hop in our expert chat. We'll have a lot more info coming down the pipe. You know, on Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So enjoy your week. Go win some money in golf. Go win some money in NBA. And we'll be back uh, Sunday morning kicking it on our pregame show.